listening to Nightlight. Yes, and welcome to this, the latest edition of Nightlight. And welcome back to Nightlight, Sally Wa Africa. It's a pretty cool name. Uh, Sally's a student of Melvin, whose mission trips and Bible teaching has borne a lot of beautiful and lasting fruit here in East Africa. Sally and her husband, Alex, Dr. Alex, now have their own fellowship and Bible study group called the Brides Club. And Sally's with us in the studio and is just bubbling over with so much to share. But first, let's start with a song, one of the very latest from Jerry Palladino. Some people get high on drugs Some people get high on drink Some people get high on pills Some people get high on mink Some people get high on money Some people get high on stuff Some people get high on power Hurting others and being tough Some people get high on fitness Some people get high on sports Some people get high on shopping For others it's designer boxer shorts But what really turns me on If I may be so bold Is that loving son of God It's my heart to sing 
that's Jerry Palladino getting turned on and high on Jesus. And I'd certainly say that's the case for our guest on the show today, Sally Wa Africa, being high on Jesus. Welcome back to Nightlight, Sally. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. By the way, this interview is being recorded live on air at Alpha FM, so you may hear the aircon and other background noises coming from the church below in the background. And even Sally's baby, who's being minded by Sally's husband, Alex. Uh, Sally, for those of you who missed the last time you were on air, which was, gosh, almost two years ago, maybe you could tell us about yourself and your family. Yes, um, my name is Sally Wa Africa Amone. Alex is my husband. He was uh, my friend uh, for about seven years before we finally uh, became married. And we've been married for six years now. We've been blessed with three wonderful children. Karis five, Caleb uh, two and a half, and Comfort who is five months now. So yes, we've been, I've been exceedingly blessed. Um, but I look at all this as um, a token of his love to me, really. Uh, I look at my family as one of, of that um, real reflection of his love to me. For many years, I, I desired and longed for um, a sense of belonging, and he has set me in a family. You know, he speaks about how he'll set lonely people in families, and I look at my family as a place where really God has set me. So yes, I am a sit-home mother, uh, I, I, and for me that's a joy, because as I stay home with my kids, I, I call it, I homeschool them, but I call myself, I'm in a homeschooling sense with Jesus. And it's in those moments that I'm really growing. As I watch my kids grow physically, I am also growing spiritually. And for me, that is something that I cannot exchange anything for. And so, yeah. And you're a student of uh, Melvin. Yes, yes. Melvin. Uh, that's um, indeed God does work in mysterious ways. Uh, in my search to know Jesus, I had kept crying out. In fact, before I met Melvin, I was praying to the Lord to open for me a door to go to Bible school because I just felt like I needed to know something more than what I had known. And I believe Melvin was his answer to me at that time uh, to help me uh, plunge in deeper into my relationship with Jesus. I felt something was missing, but I couldn't put a finger to it. And when God brought Melvin in my life, there was such a vacuum in my heart for, for, for truth, uh, for life. Um, at that time, I was so infested with fear, fear of every kind of thing. Even though I had known Jesus most of my life, fear what had really taken root in my life through wrong thinking, wrong believing, and wrong, uh, wrong knowledge, you know, receiving wrong information. And so what God did was to bring Melvin as his channel into my life. And, and, and Melvin opened for me a door in Christ. Uh, where he just ushered me in and uh, by God's grace I haven't looked back and I don't plan on it. It's just it's from one level of, of joy and experience to another. Feeling alright while listening to Nightlight. Well, Melvin so far has been on five mission trips to Uganda and East Africa. Each time he comes, I record some of the classes he's been teaching here for Nightlight. And if you go to our website at radioact.org, you'll find at least 12 of his classes there. Sally, you're now teaching classes yourself. Tell us about that. Yes, I am coming more and more to realize that when something is beautiful, you need to share it. And I... I now have a hunger and a desire to share uh, that relationship 
more than ever before because I'm seeing the benefits that I'm receiving from it. And, and so uh, oftentimes people will refer people to me and say, oh, Sally, you need to talk to so-and-so, pray for them. And in the meantime, I'm realizing it's okay to pray for someone once, but it's even better to teach them how to pray for themselves, to be able to teach them how to connect directly with Jesus so that no matter where they are, they can access whatever they need in their lives. And so it's out of that that I began to teach a Bible study in my home. And so we currently we are meeting once a month, the first Saturday of the month for, from 4 to 6 p.m. in the evening over a cup of tea. But really it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's teaching the word. We get into the word and just uh, eat away, you know, eat away and allow the Lord to, to, to captivate our hearts with the truth of, of his word. And it's amazing uh, what the word is doing for me. But more than that, in the, some of the ladies that have been coming to this Bible study, and they come from all backgrounds. We have students from university. We have married women. We have, we have all classes of people that we are brides of Christ. And so the, 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 the whole idea is that we want to infect uh, our community, whether it's our home or our school, whatever we are, with the truth of Jesus. And so, yeah, we do this. And um, the, the fruit I'm seeing is uh, is very encouraging and inspiring me to even open up and step out more and be able to share God's word with others. And what are some of the topics of the classes you've been teaching? Well, I've been uh, focusing a lot of let on the inner on the inner life and that's uh, the kingdom of God being within us and so I'm studying more on that and really finding out that the power I need to live life in fullness is already put in me uh, by the Spirit of God and so just discovering and growing more on the inner person of who I am as a Christian I think for a long time we focus so much on the outward and 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 that took away the attention from the real thing the real life the real victory that the scriptures talk about is within if I don't sense victory in my heart no matter how many I how much I win out there I am still a loser and so I'm finding out that the inner life Christ talks about in Luke 17 21 that the kingdom of God is within you and so that kingdom within me is not just there to be dormant, but like every kingdom, there are principles that that, king, that, uh, that apply to every kingdom. So I'm learning uh, uh, through God's word and the Holy Spirit is being my teacher, is revealing to me um, what this kingdom really is about. And then uh, allowing God to help, help me to live within that kingdom and to experience the kingdom of God now. Not just something I can look forward to when I, when, when, when I meet Christ in glory, but something that I can apply and allow to flow in my daily living. And so uh, I'm finding out that in the kingdom of God is peace. In the kingdom of God is joy. There is, there is all these things that the world is craving after and yet we haven't discovered it because we haven't searched it. You know, people are traveling to the moon, they're traveling the deepest earth, searching for everything and yet really what we are seeking for has really been availed to us and so I'm learning as I look into my heart and allow the word of God to open up my heart to the truth then I'm able to experience his kingdom right here so that I grow in it you know it's not something that just happened one day when uh, I, I you know I die it's something that I'm growing in and so just the way a child is born into the world and they grow physically I can grow into the kingdom of God in the spirit I can grow in the things that come with this kingdom. I can grow in my in love. I can grow in peace. I can grow in joy. I can grow. And so I am focusing more in growing the inner man and growing
living this spiritual life that God has given me so I can experience his fullness in my daily living and my daily relationship with him and other people. And so I'm doing a lot of classes on that for me, but also I share it with other people. It's nightlight. What a delight. Well, Sally, I can hear your baby outside the studio needing your attention. So maybe it's a good place to break for a song. And while you were talking about the kingdom within, I just had to find and play this old song from Jeremiah Russell, recorded live in concert about 45 years ago. And Jeremiah went to be with the Lord about 30 years ago. But I think he'll smile down at this one from heaven. Yes, I'm talking about the kingdom that's found within. You say you've been seeking the truth, you haven't found it. Hey, brother, where have you been? And you've been looking all around, and you know you haven't found the way. Jesus, he's the king of the city. Ask him, he'll open the gate for you. Citizen of the kingdom of God Just like me and my brothers are too
the city Ask him he'll open the gate for you And that's Jeremiah Russell recorded live at a praise and worship inspiration around 45 years ago. And while that song was playing, I was thinking of Jeremiah having been up in heaven for around 30 years now. Wow. Think of what he must have learned during that time. And we're going to have a lot of catching up to do when we finally get there. Nightlight's interview of the week is with Sally Wa Africa. Sally, you said that you have a class you'd like to share with us on Nightlight today. What's the topic? I have a message titled, What You Don't Know Can Kill You and What You Know Can Heal You. And it's based uh, on the scripture in John chapter 8 from verse 32, where Jesus stated and said, You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so it's in the knowing of the truth that I am set free. So if I am held up or locked up in a room somewhere, but I don't know that the door is open, I can keep there being held up yet. The door is open for me to be out there to be able to experience life in a different way. And so until I open my heart up to the word of God and I allow God to teach me, and reveal to me the things that he has in his heart for me, I can remain in poverty in my heart. And when my heart is poor, it does not matter what I possess in the world in terms. I'm still very poor. I am poor of peace, I'm poor in joy, I'm poor in love, I'm poor in hope. Because when you're poor in heart, none of these worldly things really matter. And Jesus knew that because he's the creator. So he created us with that knowledge in us. And that's why nothing really satisfies us until we truly come into him. And then he fills us up with his love and everything that he knows that we need in order to live and to experience life in fullness. And so uh, when, when, um, when he says, and you shall know the truth, that means we can know many other things that are not truth. There are so many facts that we can know about life and facts can never set us free. Facts can reveal to us the things that we need to know and maybe can help us in one or another to improve here and there, but they cannot set you free. And for a long time, I knew facts. Even as a Christian, I, even though I accepted Christ as a young child, I grew up in Christian circles. I went to church. I did the things that I thought as a Christian, I need to do. But those were all facts because I was basing on what other people were saying, what I was being taught. But the truth is I was not receiving truth. And because truth is not something that we, 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 we just know by the head. Truth, I am coming to learn, it's something that is born out of a relationship. It's like uh, the word is the seed and when I allow it into my heart, then there comes a conception and then there comes a birth. And that birth is what really releases me to be the kind of person that God has created me to be. And that's why I'm learning that that's why Jesus made that statement, you shall know the truth. Now that you shall experience the truth. Truth is not just a head knowledge. It's something that my heart knows. When you ask me, how do you know? I may not be able to articulate it to you, but my heart knows it's true. If you ask me, uh, is there heaven? I, my heart knows it's there. 
How do I know? Because my heart has a relationship with the one who created it. And so truth is born out of a relationship. It's not something that I can just go and learn in a school somewhere, be taught here and there. It's something as I spend God, time with God in his word, as I open my heart up, then he impregnates me with it. He deposits it in my spirit. And, and, and then th 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 there comes a birth of joy. There comes a birth of love. There comes a birth of, uh, of, of, of peace. And I begin to experience it. And then it begins to flow. So truth cannot be contained in a place where you say, oh, this is, I know this truth and it remains here. Then I live the life this way. Truth spreads. And as I open my heart up to God, his truth gets into my heart. And before long, it changes how I think. It begins to change what I speak. It begins to change what I, how I act. So my life is changed from within. It's no longer something I am trying hard to do, but it's something that I'm, I am now receiving as I receive truth, then truth is releasing me. So the effort is no longer about me, but rather it's about Christ. And so in other words, what that word means to me is when I know him, when I begin to experience him, then I begin, he begins to live in me. He begins to do his work in me. He begins, and so as he works in me, then my hands begin to do things that I would naturally find difficult to do. Then my mouth be, starts to speak words that I would naturally not be able to, but I become his vessel. I become the bearer of truth. I become the channel of truth. And I believe that's what relationship is all about. And so without me receiving the truth, without me receiving the words which he has given me, then I cannot be able to function in the, in the right um, mindset, in the right attitude that he has called me to be able to, to, to experience, but also to share in the world where he has set me. And so for me, when I read that statement where he says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I, I have been asking him, what does that word know mean? And he, he likens it when I was looking it up. It's actually the same as it's, the, it's experience. It's not this knowledge where I go to a university and I attain information. It's a knowledge of the heart that comes. It's likened to a relationship between a husband and wife. Right. And so when a husband and wife come together, there is a knowledge that they have of each other that you cannot just have by, you know, if you're a friend or a parent. And also it was like he told me, you know, uh, if take, for example, the president of this country, I know about him, but I don't know him. I don't know his heart. I have never had the opportunity to hear him share who he is with me. So I cannot sit here and say, I know the president. I know about the president. I can talk about him. And for a long time, I knew about Jesus. And I talked to people about him. But I had never allowed his life to penetrate the core of my heart. And so I spoke as, um, I spoke as a person who only knew about rather than a person who had experienced and yet the scripture is very clear he has called me to be a witness and i can never be a witness to something i haven't experienced witnessing i need to be there i need to be able i need to allow that to become part of who i am then i can go out and be able to be a witness and so for a long time as a Christian, I believed I needed to witness, but how could I witness to something I hadn't experienced? And so this word knowing for me has become very 
real to me because I'm learning the more I know about him or and the more I experience him is the more I want others to come to know him. So for me sharing Jesus is no longer a burden. I don't have to work myself up. It's something I just can't wait to find the next person in front of me so I can give them a dose of what I have rather than just something that I I, I receive maybe through hearing another sermon or something. It's it's a relationship that I desire to share with everyone that he comes my way but it's born out of that knowledge of my heart and 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 walk with him on a daily basis i got a feeling something's happening here it sends me reeling every time i'm near to I met you My heart is racing and skipping beats My head is shaking and my hands and feet are too Since I met you I hear your voice gently calling Thank you. 
And with us on Nightlight, we're blessed to have with us Sally Wa Africa, who, since she met Jesus, continues to grow in her love relationship with him as she comes to know Jesus in an ever deeper way. Yes, as uh, I said, um, knowing the truth. It's in the knowing that I began to experience uh, freedom from fear. As I stated in my introduction, for a long time I struggled with fear. On the outward, it all looked like things were all together, but deep within my heart, I was afraid of anything, including I was even afraid of being by myself. I mean, that's that's like it had now fear had become a stronghold in my life, and I did not realize it. I thought that was the normal way people lived, because uh, in 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 the circles where I hung out, if you shared there was uh, in form of fear in your life they said maybe pray more it, 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 it threw it again back on me and so the more I prayed the more I fasted the more I did the things the more fear took root in my life and so I until I began to search the scriptures about what Jesus said about fear that I start my eyes began to open that fear was not a gift from him that means if it was not a gift from him, it must have come from someone else. And scripture says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the more I realized and began to understand about who, who the source of fear is, then I began, I, I started to receive power to resist fear. I realized, as scripture says in Peter, that resist the devil and he will flee from you and submit to God. But you see, it's in one sentence. So as I resisted, God gave me the power to resist, and then he also gave me the grace to submit. You see, for a long time I tried to fight the fear in my own strength. I, I struggled so hard. I did this. I said this, but I was not following the word. And Jesus has stated it. Oh, you shall know the truth, that the truth is the word. And so I cannot never overcome anything in my life, be it fear, be it name it. Whatever struggle I have or you have out there, you can never overcome it because you, we are not inbuilt with that without Christ. He wants to fight all these things through me. As I avail myself, then he's able to get into my business and he makes it his business. So I was no longer, it wasn't Sally no longer facing fear, it was now Christ. And I can tell you, this, the moment I received that truth, fear fled out of my life. For the first time, I, I, I could think straight. I could be at home and enjoy what God had given me. I was able to experience love in relationships. I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of this. I was afraid, of, I was afraid to live. In other words, I was living a dead I was dead, even though I lived, you know. And so I began to experience life in those areas of my heart where fear had taken dominance. Now life came in. Now faith began to come in. I had for a long time known in my heart that God had a calling on my life, that he had called me to be something in his, in his big picture. But fear kept me from exploring it. I was like, oh, what if I try and this doesn't work out? What if this? And, and so I was more afraid of what people thought about me or what they would do to me than what God 
thought about me. And that means my allegiance was more to the world than it was to God. Even though I was going to church every single day of the week since I was about, God knows, maybe just a young child. But none of that really freed me up to be the kind of woman that God had purposed and planned for me to become. Until I began systematically and, 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 and daily to, to get into the word, saying, Jesus, if you are what your word says you are, you need to free me. And not just for, for, for that sake. In fact, in the beginning, I wanted to be so free from fear, so desperately, that I just, I would spend hours in the word. And then the Holy Spirit began to speak to my heart. He said, you know, it's not just about being freed from fear. It's about a relationship. If you allow Jesus in fully, fear will never be near you. Not just fear, but anything else that he has not created you for. And so I stopped pursuing freedom from fear. I pursued a relationship with Jesus. I pursued an intimacy with him. I began to say, you know what, Jesus? Yes, I want to be free from this fear, but more than anything, I want to know you. I want to experience you. I want to know what it means to, to, to live in an abundant life in Christ. And, and not just that, but I want to overflow with you. And you, the word talks about Jesus being the living water. I want that water in my heart, yes, but I also want it in my relationship. I want it in my marriage. I want it with my kids. I want it around me so that the dirty waters that I had taken in that had contaminated me can now give way. And the, the, the picture that comes to me is when you have dirty water in a glass and then you keep filling it with clean water. If you fill it for long enough, that water already will turn into clean water. And that's what has become of my heart. My heart was so full of junk. <laughs> I took in everything. The Lord created me with a thirst to know, but I didn't know what I needed to know. <laughs> I was just receiving every junk that the world threw at me. I read. Reading is one of my passions. I just, once I get a book, I just read. And so I started to think about the things I'm reading, about the things I'm watching, about the things I'm listening to. And so whatever goes in has an impact and an impact on me. And so the Lord started script, speak to, speaking to me about the scriptures like, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I started asking myself, what am I filling my heart with? And that's when I began to systematically, purposefully say, you know, Jesus, I want to fill my heart with the truth. Not just the truth in my head, but my heart to be filled with the truth of your word. So that I begin to think out of my heart. I begin to speak out of my heart and I begin to live and experience life out of my heart. So that's the knowledge of truth for me has come, is being born out of my relationship with him on a daily basis. And that's the kind of thing when I meet someone I want to share with them, they tell me about their struggle. I don't just want to tell them, oh, you can, Jesus can deliver you. Yes, Jesus can. But I say, no, you know what? More than deliverance is you need a relationship. And so as we come into that close relationship, then he begins to take on what we have been taking on. Because he, he is a fa he, God is our father. And every good father would never give their child more than they can bear. And, and the Lord in his love can, would never created our hearts to bear burdens. The burdens that the world has put on us. The burden of fear, the burden of rejection, all these kind of things that we find ourselves cumbered down and squeezed down with. And so only him knows what is the right weight for Sally to bear. And so as I keep close to him, he keeps telling me, you know what, I'll take this heavy one and I'll give you this light one. So there's an exchanging of burdens and, 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 and things just going on a daily basis as I spend time with him. So me spending time with Jesus is, 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 is casting off the things that are too heavy for me and taking on his yoke that is light. It's like yoke. I grew up in a village where we, we, 
we tilled land using uh, oxen and they would put on them these yokes and they would move and as they plod and that's a picture he used to demonstrate to me he said you know what the heaviest bull was put in the front and so the the little one would be at the back so really the one who was pulling the weight wasn't the small the little cow but it was the heavy bull that was put in the front he said i am your bull so put me in the front of everything in your life and i'll pull you and and you won't feel the pull because i will be taking all the weight but as you follow me on a daily basis you'll begin to experience victories that you would never have even come close to in your own efforts or your own works or your own strength so yes that for me is um is what the, the knowledge of the truth is doing for me and i believe it's what he wants to use to do for each one of us that will dare to come close to him and allow him to get close to us when the world is passing by and you feel just like you could cry Just look up to the sky Don't ask how, when or why And fly, come on fly You can fly, 
And I really love that song. That's why I've played it a few times on recent shows. That's Sam Halbert, You Can Fly. Did you know you can listen online or download your favorite nightlight shows, as well as other radio programs and audio inspirations produced at Radioactive Productions? Visit our website today at radioact.org. Well, back to you, Sally. Thanks so much for all that you're sharing with us about your walk with Jesus and your relationship. Yes, um, relationship. And I, you know, I'm discovering like every other relationship, relationship takes time. And um, I had become so accustomed to getting things the quick way. <laughs> uh, we all live in a society where everything is, is, is fast forward. If you want something, you can get it anytime you want it. But I'm learning that just like every good um, relationship, it takes time. And so me taking off time to spend with Jesus is very vital in the growth of my relationship with him. And it's like um, he, he uses very ordinary things to teach me great lessons on his truth. Like a car, for you to be able to receive fuel from a petrol station, you must park your car first and then you pump in the fuel. You can't pump in the fuel while the car is running. They could it Definitely it will not be as, as effective. And so you need to be parked somewhere. And so I'm learning to make time to park. Uh, in Jesus and allow him to do a clean out and so as I come the word washes me you know there are times as, as we interact with with the world around us we get contaminated in the things that we hear the things that we think the things that we speak and it's easy to carry that contamina contamination over and over again and we start spreading it without even being aware of it but as I get into the word uh, the, the word of God washes it washes my soul, it washes my mind, and as I am washed by the word, and then as I allow him, he begins to fill me. I'm learning that uh, when I'm empty, I make a lot of noise, unnecessary noise that doesn't not benefit anybody. And especially uh, people like me who have a gift of talking, you can just talk nonsense, lots of nothing that really is not building anyone. And, and, and in, in talking without realizing it, the enemy begins to use your words rather than being a vessel that God can use. And so I am purposely allowing Jesus to fill my heart with what he wants to to, to, to bring out there so that whoever hears the words I speak, that they'll, they'll hear life, they'll hear peace, they'll hear joy, they'll hear, they'll hear what Jesus has to say to them rather than me just being an empty uh, teen. Uh, when I was growing up, I used to hear a phrase that kids used to make, that empty teens make um, most noise. And it's very possible to be uh, an empty teen. And, 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 you, and it does not matter what the world fills you with. You are still empty without Jesus. I can state that as a fact because for a long time I, I had lots of word knowledge due to my reading, not because of formal schooling, but I just dived into wanting to know things. So I knew this, I knew facts about so and so, I knew who did what, but that was all empty because it was, it was not adding value to me. And so in a sense, it was not adding value to anyone who was listening to it. And so until I began to allow Jesus to fill me, only then did I now begin to be filled with substance, to be filled with life, to be filled with joy, to be filled with peace. You know, in his word in John 5, I think John 15 verse 5, where he talks about that without me you can do nothing. And that means if I am not filled with Jesus, I am filled with nothing. So for years 
I thought by going to church every Sunday, by being part of this activity or that, I was doing something. But the, the, the day I read that scripture, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he revealed to me, you know what, Sally, all that without a close relationship with me is nothing because it's not so much the word as the letter but it's the spirit in the word that really brings life and so if i'm doing things because the the word of god says so but i am not seeking that in that doing i am drawn close to the one who has said it it's really not of benefit to me or to anyone else and so a relationship for me became very vital it became very uh, key because I realized without a close relationship with Jesus it doesn't matter who else I had a close relationship with because none of those things on those people could give me life and so a relationship for me it's not a burden to do it's something that I look forward to so to make time to be with Jesus to, in his word or just to have I call it Jesus moment even my kids now they know once I lock up my room they say oh mommy's having Jesus moment and this is something not to show a religious thing but it's something that if he's that important to me then I must make time to be with him many of us if someone tells you you have an appointment with the president you do everything to know and want to learn about the president so that you please him when you meet him and say oh yeah i read this about you don't you you want to show this man that oh you follow his life you follow how he lives how much more the creator of the universe if i am so eager to know people so that when i meet them i please them how about the one who has given me the life I want to know about him so that I begin to please him. Not, be, not so that I can win his favor. No, I already have his favor. He has favored me, but I want to know the one who favored me. I want to know the one who chose me. I want to know the one who has given me this life so that I, I appreciate him. And it's out of this knowing uh, about having a, a close relationship with him that I am learning to be very th thankful because I'm finding out he has blessed me so much. I no longer come to him to say, oh God, give me this. Not because I have every material thing, but I'm learning I have everything I need. What do I have? I have life. And not just life a little bit here on earth, but life eternal. And that's something that as a Christian, without a revelation of what we have, you can take for granted. Because you think, oh, if I had life, I would have a car, I would have this. But those are things that are temporal. The life that Jesus came to give us is eternal and it's unseen, but it's only revealed as we begin to allow him to live in us. And so for me, he's developing in me a heart of gratitude because I am beginning to see things that for years I was blind to. I am seeing I am full of peace. I am full of joy. I'm full of hope. I am, f I am a full woman. There is nothing else I need that the world can give me to make me any fuller. Christ has already filled me. But you see, he, 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 he gave me a seed and that seed is watered by his word. And as I water the seed in me with his word, I begin to grow. And then I begin to experience the fruit, the fruit of joy, the fruit of peace, the fruit of love. Not that my life is any different outwardly, but if you look at me, you may think, oh, really nothing. But I know something has changed in me. Because I no longer, the things that used to put me off no longer put me off because addresses changed, the managers changed. Jesus became the manager of my life. And when he did that, he gave me the, what I needed to be able to experience the fullness that his, only his word can be able to bring about in my life. And so a relationship with him for me is, is key. 
and I believe it's a key to each one of us who seeks to have life and have it more abundantly. He says it in John 10, 10. He said that the devil came to steal, to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more in full. He has already come, but he offers himself that whoever, if I am willing to receive, Whatever container I offer him, he fills it. If I offer him a little bit of my heart, then that part of my heart will be filled. But then the rest of my heart will be filled with junk. And so I purposely am offering the whole of my heart so that the whole of me can be full of him so that I am able to experience what the fullness of his relationship and his life brings about in me and through me. And so, yes, uh, if you ask me the most important thing in my life, I would confidently without a second thought say it's Jesus because I, I, I am experiencing it. I can see it. And the people that are closer to me, if you took time to talk to my husband, there is a difference even in our relationship as a married couple because of the fullness that Christ is bringing about in my heart through the knowledge of him through his word. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Let's break for one last song before Sally finishes up. This is a song I haven't yet played you from Jerry Palladino's new album. I'm not sure who the lady who's singing with him is, but it's a beautiful, beautiful song. All that you want me to be. Heading to the future 
you'll do the big part. Make me a new creature, give me a new you how very dearly Jesus loves you. You're listening to Nightlight. Sally, we have about five minutes left if you'd like to wrap up. Yeah, as I started in the beginning saying what you don't know can kill you. And what you know, in this sense, what you know of God's word can heal you. Um, one of the scriptures that the Lord has used to really bring great healing in my life is First Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter one, verse seven. It says, "God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us one of power, and of love, and of a sound mind." And it's already it's in past tense. God has already given, and that means I must find out that and receive it. If someone gives you a gift and you don't receive it, you are lacking not because you haven't been given, but it's because you have not received it. God has given me a spirit of power. And that power is not something that hangs by itself. It's a power that indwells in me through a relationship. And as I relate with God, that power is released. As I step out in faith in things that I was afraid of, and by faith I believe that I have the power, then I begin to get hold of those things and to walk in that power. As love, you know, many of us live in, in fear that no one loves us, that we are, not a, we are not loved. But the truth is, God loves me. And when the moment I begin to receive his love, then I begin to live a life of love. And so whatever I receive possesses me. As I receive love, I'm possessed by love, then I begin to act out of love. And But the word of God says that love casts out fear. So there is no fear in life, whether fear of luck, fear of rejection, any kind of fear can only be driven out by love. The more I understand how much Jesus loves me, how much my Heavenly Father loves me, the more I am freed from fear because that's God's word. Love is what will drive out every kind of fear in our lives. Yeah, so really we are being killed 
for lack of knowledge. The Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Many of us within the body of Christ are perishing because we lack the knowledge of who God is and what God has made us through Christ. And so my challenge to you and to everyone out there is that let us open ourselves up to the true knowledge of God through his word, by the power of his spirit, so that we can stop perishing so we can begin living and as we begin to live people will begin to want what we have because life is attractive life is vibrant life is it's life it basically it gives out and so as we as we give ourselves to God as we give ourselves to his word as we surrender to the spirit and the working of the spirit of God in us then we will cease perishing and begin to live and Jesus I summarize this as he said it in John 10 10 he came that we may have life and have the life in abundance God is not a God of trinkles he's a God of abundance and so whatever abundance that you desire in your life will only come about by the abundance of the seed that we are allowing to be sown in our hearts and and that seed is the seed of God's Word and Jesus refers to himself as the living word and so when we're taking the word we're actually taking in jesus we're taking in his life we're taking in all that he is so that we can experience and so if you want to experience fullness of life it's not getting the latest dress or the designer brand or something you know the latest samsung is just letting in jesus he goes into the core of our being and transforms us with from within and out of the abundance of our hearts we begin to overflow and to to experience the fullness that we will never be taken away from us no matter what kind of circumstances or situation we find ourselves in that for me is the knowledge that frees me that knowledge has freed me and i believe it can free anyone and many people who have been freed by it can testify to it because god's word has been tested and found to be true every time may god bless you good night from nightlight Well, thanks so much, Sally, for sharing with us and for you for listening. God bless and keep you. And I look forward to being back with you again next time for another inspiring show. Bye for now.